Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Here we are. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, now. We're getting a hey. quick ride from America Chavez to drop us off at our locations. <laughs> <laughs> we need a star, a star shaped, uh, uh, yeah, star white viewer. Yeah, yeah. star white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing? Oh, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Josh, how are your baskets? How many did you get done? Uh, I, I got half of one done. <laughs> I saw what? But I know, but here, here's the thing I was competing against my wife and daughter who each made like Jen's on her like fourth basket, Hazel made like two baskets. I mean. They are okay. digging it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, it, it, it hit during finals week. Like, I was like, my homework was to work on my basket. And I'm like, I got to grade finals and like submit <laughs> grades. So, I, I couldn't do it. Well, in the apocalypse, when everybody has a basket for you. <laughs> exactly. And how did you die? I couldn't finish my basket. So, <laughs> great. Uh, welcome everyone. Today we will be talking about Doc Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with full spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't watched the movie by now, you know, I'm sorry, we just we have to talk about it. Uh, so here's your spoiler alert. Um, and well, as I say that, we have our fourth. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? Hey, <laughs> it's uh, Earth 616 Kyle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I think America Chavez missed a stop, and then just Kyle had to get there on his own. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll, we'll be talking about uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, full spoilers for the probably going to bow out. Then I still haven't watched it. Oh, oh! I just I don't have the time to watch the media stuff, guys. I'm sorry. It's all oh, right, okay, man. <laughs> I just, I've got too much shit going on, and I, and I've also been dealing with just health issues. So I just don't have time to sit down and. Mm. Oh shit! Well, then man. let's do let's I mean, do this. Yeah. I think let's I think I'm, I'm hopefully getting better, but it just it's right now, yeah. I need to say, just watching the stuff is like my priority has been rewatching Parks and Rec while I'm working, just to keep me sane. Yeah, that's, that's smart and funny. We I almost played the Parks and Rec intro. I I, I was hoping I'd jump in. Maybe I could have got you to do that, <laughs> <laughs> but I did the Office, which is very. Cool. You did the Office? Yeah, it's it, it's I'm like not, it's like the sister. I was show, never a fan of know? the Office. Could not get into it. Oh my goodness! Huh. I, I I can watch the BBC version, but I can I cannot do the American. I, just, I can never stomach it. There you go. Uh, Thank you, G. I love both. I love both for their cringe factors and for the things that they. Uh, it wasn't bad. I just the cast never grabbed me. Like I, yeah. I was instant. I loved. I was instant grab on the on Parks and Rec community and stuff like that. But Office just I don't know. I was never a huge Steve Carell fan. Oh man, hmm. I to me there's like. There's like a handful of like just great TV scenes from the uh, office, like Bill yeah. Butlicker, the Bill Butlicker training episode. That's one of my favorites. Well, uh, and I'm starting to wonder, I have this weird association of being able to go back years later after the shows have already been aired and have already had their popularity and they're watching it. Like it was in the last two months, I went and actually binged all of Friends. And even though. I oh, know, Wow. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it as anywhere near my top favorite TV shows. I have it. I can appreciate the show now for what people saw in it in the past, yeah. you know, decades. So, yeah, it's yeah, more no. of a footnote of time, you know, that's neat to watch because it just kind of encapsulates that time period very yeah. well. 
Well, and I, you know, and it's funny, I associate friends with comics because I was working at a comic store. And I get that. And I get that. Yeah. And we had to, we had to close Thursday nights, but it was on. So our manager, sweetest, <laughs> sweetest thing ever is he recorded the Thursday night block for us. And so afterwards, me and my buddy Dave, who had to close, would go to his house and we'd order pizza and watch that night's show. So we didn't miss oh, stuff. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it was cool. great. Uh Shout right. out to Rick. Thanks, Rick. Here's what we'll do. We'll flip the format. Well, let's go. Because well, that out. way, if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna drop, yeah, let's talk about. We can have Kyle. Well, we can do everything I, up front. I know what happens. Yeah. I, read, I mean, you know me. I've already read the wiki. I, I don't care about spoilers. So, all right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So, here's your right. warning once again. Uh, we're gonna spoil everything <sighs> for everything and more than you want it spoiled from Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I think so we much. should start calling our spoiler warning the Blue Spaghetti Warning. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, I'll get a gift. We'll get a gift going. Why? Because, oh, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's start at the top. Uh, so, Clay, Josh, uh, let's just overall, like, what did, how did you like the movie overall? I, I thought it was just a blast. It was a lot darker, more fun. I mean, but you're really dealing with some uh, serious issues of, like, uh, what. Uh, Scarlet Witch has gone, or I guess you want to differentiate between Wanda and Scarlet Witch because it seems like Scarlet Witch is right. more like the Phoenix power in this. That it's a thing that kind of takes her over <clears throat> and and suppresses her. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I guess the way that they're kind of explaining it, it's neat to kind of go through and see. Uh, and now that they're showing how powerful this Scarlet Witch is, I definitely want to see how powerful she is against the Phoenix Force. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's no I. The corruption of the dark hold, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I. It was I funny. I, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, as you say, like I walked out of the theater, and my first thought was, okay. Supposedly, the backstory about why the original director left was because he wanted to make it too horrific, and we got this, which is it was this was straight up horror, and I loved it. Well, I was all there yeah, for it. Been like, it's more the question. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, this, this felt like a rainy film. Um, it, the pacing was relentless. Like yeah. I think afterwards I walked out thinking there is hardly any downtime in this movie. And usually that will rub me the wrong way. Cause I need, I need this kind of like wave pacing. So I feel like characters are growing somehow Raimi and the writers and the actors are able to pull off a movie that just doesn't let up without feeling like they're, skipping character progression right yeah. um it, it it was it was a really really good um uh just a really good synthesis and it felt like now i haven't seen eternals yet but it felt like for me at least the first marvel movie that didn't conform to the marvel format and was better for it and I've been seeing reports on people like, oh, audiences don't like this. I'm like, dude, let more and more directors do this because it's it's about time. And I'll talk yeah. more about well, the score later because I have well, an overarching theory about scores. But not, not just No Way Home, but it's this film that's breaking us away to realize, hey, there's more out there than just the MCU. Like, you know, mm. we now officially have the Fantastic Four in the and at least in a part of the MCU. So we know they're out there. We have the X-Men in the MCU. So th those characters are out there. So we now opened up this universe into a bigger world to realize, Hey, now we can do crossovers in the way we want. We've been wanting to do for the last, you know, 15 years. And it is ballsy. I just want to say it is ballsy for them within the span of about 15 minutes yeah. to introduce 
all these other franchises and then murder them one by one. I mean, it was like, it was so, I was like, holy crap, what is happening right now? (laughs) Yeah, it was way more fun. Like the only other time I remember them uh, in any kind of comic book universe introducing characters than murdering them is Wolverine Origins. They introduced mm. so many characters into that, and they're almost <laughs> all dead by the end. I, I and, like they, the, and they're very useless. I like and to here, put forward Deadpool 2 and the introduction of the X-Force. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a very good that's one. That's a good one. Although that's very clearly used for comedic effect, but I agree. I agree. This one's yeah. too funny as well. No, but uh, I think <laughs> it, it's hard to pick between the best cameo because Brad Pitt showing up for like as, for, as Vanisher for one <laughs> oh, frame. Yeah. When you see his face and he's just being yeah. electrocuted, that's yeah. Everybody, everybody at the theater is like, "Was that Brad Pitt? Did I see Brad Pitt?" <laughs> you you know, yeah. I will say this: Doctor Strange felt like Captain America too, in the sense that like the nice. first movie was the origin movie; it laid the foundation. The second movie is not what we expected. No, and yeah. and that's the thing is like it starts off action packed and just keeps going, and that's not what yeah. I expect from a Doctor Strange film. Nonstop, and I loved it. Nonstop. I really like that too. I I'm a big Raimi fan, and I really like horror. Um, and I think if my 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 feelings after the film was like, if we can't get Raimi to come back and do another Doc Strange film, which I hope we can, get another horror director, and then you just have like, Doctor Strange is always like directed by a horror director, right? I, Scott Derrickson, like he's also one of my favorite horror directors. I love uh, The Exorcism with Emily Rose. Sinister, like those are really, really fun, but like they're they're scary movies for sure. And Sam Raimi brings his own too. I mean, look, if you've seen Evil, the Evil Dead movies, like all those angles, all the little shots, all the little like practical effects. I think if I had to name like a top horror moment, it would be Wanda getting she as she's coming out of that mirror in in oh yeah. Oh it's like God. full on the ring. It's, yeah, it really, it really is. I I think I was uh, yeah, very true. Um I think I for me the most horrific moment was when she is chasing them down that tunnel and they just stop and and you get this long extended sequence of just them just waiting for her to burst through the door. I mean, that was like mwah, like just pitch perfect like like psychological horror, right? So- it's not gruesome, it's just it's building up tension. Funny you mentioned that. So I that's uh, I usually check like what time they recommend for you to go to the restroom. Yeah. That was one of the scenes. Like it says, as soon as they as soon as they start running, like from here, you know, you can go. And then it it concludes with them being at the tunnel. I I've watched the movie twice, so I've seen the full. I've seen that scene as well now. Um, yeah, yeah. The mirror part. Really I cool. I will I will tell you a funny story because I would argue that I did, I could not find a moment to go use the bathroom. And so I chose the oh, moment boy. when, when uh, Steven goes to visit Wanda for the first time in the, in the, the Grove. And I'm like, Oh, oh I, I've seen this in the trailer. I'll just run real quick. And I come back and the world's all red and she's in her Scarlet Witch outfit. And she's saying the iconic line of that doesn't seem fair. And I sit down, I turn to my daughter. I'm like, what the hell did I just miss? She's like, you missed a lot. I'm like, God damn it. Like, Where do I go to the bathroom? Have you huh? found out what you missed? She she told me yeah, okay. so, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's also pretty early into I feel like you should have gone to the restroom before the movie if you're gonna go that early Josh I have a t- I have a tiny bladder I I just I just drank a lot of water so you know uh, I do wanna I have a quick clip because we have our buddy Grin Reaper in the chat uh, they actually sent in a video of their what they thought of the movie so let's play that while we're talking about nice. That. 
Sup, Grin Reaper here. So, Doctor Strange. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was very fun. It was, there was a lot of fun references to Raimi's stuff, like, a whole part of it was just basically a love letter to Evil Dead, which was really silly. It was really silly, but, like, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, and Elizabeth Olsen needs to play more villains, because holy shit, she was amazing. So, yeah, all in all, I thought it was great. All right, thanks, Grand Reaper. Yeah, um, yeah, I put out a call on Twitter and, and stuff to send some videos in. And so yeah, I mean that's that's a good 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 points overall. Like I said, yeah, a lot of Evil Dead. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of Raimi and that Spider-Man Two scene in the hospital where they're trying to like the one horror scene in that movie, right? Where they're trying oh. to get the arms off of uh, well, uh, Doctor Octopus. And I think it's been official. Like we're going to get a, a Scarlet Witch either movie or series based on. I think they've already kind of gone through and said that like they they want to do like another project with her. So she's not dead, or at least not yeah. at least not the complete version's dead. Yeah, there's and, some yeah. version of her exists. Yeah. yeah, Leonard came in the chat. You know, even though uh, Leonard doesn't like horror, yeah, uh, still love the movie. So it, it it's a wide appeal because it's just a really it's a I think it's a very well made movie. You know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna... no, probably not, but. I'm going to throw something in here. Like I've said, I'm not a huge horror fan, but it does not mean I don't mind a horror, a horror aspect being thrown into a certain genre of film. Yeah. I, I don't mind right. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how about this? I, uh, to your point earlier, Daniel, about bringing back Raimi, <clears throat> you know, I, I was reading reports that Raimi was really nervous to make this because he felt like Spider-Man three was such a failure and there was so much studio intervention. And so, you know, coming back to this genre and being able to kind of flex his muscles and do what he does best, which he did, I would argue, let's give him fantastic four because I think one, one of the things that Rainey does well, and he proved this with the Spider-Man one and two is he does really well with kind of like a very human focus superhero. And one of the, th the only thing I kind of dug about that terrible, terrible, terrible Trank Fantastic Four was the body horror aspect of it. So oh, if yeah. you could bring him in to like kind of take that little nugget, give us a very human, he's already worked with um, Krasinski, right? Like, let's get him to do FF since I know that, um, what's his face has stepped down. So rumor is, and this is again, it's not, nothing's been confirmed, but there's been a lot of speculation and talk that, uh, they're looking to bring in Dallas Bryce Howard as the director of the film and actually bring Krasinski in as producer and actually possibly have them both play Reed and Sue. Oh, wow. wow. That'd be no, pretty think, cool. Do like <laughs> uh, Josh, G, G does not agree with your pitch. Yeah, that's all right. I I don't do that to Sue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sue needs to be better, for sure. What's wrong with uh, Dallas Bryce Howard as Sue? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I think she would be a great Sue. I mean, yeah. Uh, she's a oh, better a point. she's a better director. I, I mean, I like love all the Star that's Wars stuff she's done. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay, okay. I, I get it. She was talking about Raimi. Okay, <laughs> yeah, a female human woman are hard to write. And that's what would make her invisible if Sam Raimi wrote it. Oh, smack! Kevin Feige is listening in his office at our podcast right now, like taking down notes. Furiously. <laughs> taking down notes. You <laughs> guys are going to see some executive producer credits uh, with our names on them. He first wrote Raimi equals FF question mark. And then he saw a <laughs> yeah. uh, comedy scratches through. Like, no, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, I, I want to skip ahead a little bit. And I don't want to skip ahead too much. But I feel like we have to talk about the Illuminati scene. Because I think oh, that's man. what... 
it's it's such a like it's like it feels like one of those moments where like we all think it's gonna happen like we all kind of feel like it's gonna happen right we saw the trailer we heard the voice from xavier if we we've been reading comic books long enough to know like what what group is xavier a part of right like it was just more about filling in those seats like who's gonna be in those chairs but you could hear uh, the music when he they introed him. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Oh that that X Men nineties. Uh, yeah. Now I just I just want to thank you guys for, for bringing up because again I'd never heard of the Illuminati. I didn't know there were comics. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. having read those a little bit before I went in, I was much better prepared for that moment. Yeah. So now, now we, I've read. Really oh sorry, I was going to say we we they left out Namor and Black Panther. And Iron Man. both for pretty obvious reasons, right? Uh, I think Namor is going to be a bigger part of the MCU, and then unfortunately, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away, and we, we they really haven't revealed anything about what they're going to do with the Black Panther property. Um, but everyone else, I think, we were pretty much expecting. Um, but well, no, no Iron Man, no Iron Man either. No Tom Cruise yeah. as superior Iron Man, which is oh, yeah. a disappointment to many. Apparently, well, no. he, <laughs> he's too busy trying to get movies out from 2019 into theaters. Yeah, right. here is a thought: just because we have the multiverse open now, and, we, and we, since we've had, think, what if we can get a multiverse? Uh, um, Wesley Snipes Black Panther. Does it be a full film? Ooh. But it just have him make an, make an appearance. Uh, as that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh you can God. really do cameos of whatever you want now. I know. Now that we can do this, it's all. Oh. <laughs> I will say, here's here's what I really dug about that, is that what they ended up doing, which I thought was very smart, was they made the MCU's Illuminati. So we got Black Bolt, which that was a total shock to me. I did not think he was going to. I, I thought they just wanted to sweep that under the rug. Yeah. That's the original actor who played Black Bolt from the TV series. But yeah, exactly. Movie. Exactly. And then we got Captain Carter, which, man, seeing her in costume, I was which, so excited. I was so not, excited. When they're her, not making a, a project based on it. Maybe either be a movie or a TV series from Disney+. Oh, Plus. God. Because, so good. Having, having Captain Carter say the line that, I, you know, I could do this all day, but, like, with her own delivery? Yeah. It was great. Like, I, I geeked out at that moment because I was like, that's the line. But, but it doesn't sound like Cap would say it, right? Right, it right. Like, she really made it her own line. So it's really cool. I've heard rumors about Captain Britain showing up and uh, the casting for that. Which would be who? Henry Cavill, my opinion. That's what I, that's my Oh, opinion. that's good. That's really good. Although, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, he's not a blonde dude, but it could work. I mean, he finally he finally gets to do his dye the hair. <laughs> oh, don't don't dye the hair. I hate I hate dyed blonde hair it on dark matter. hair he's got to be a blonde brian has he to doesn't no he doesn't no he doesn't he just mm -hmm. needs to be british and badass exactly i mean just give me henry cavill with his natural accent and i'll be yeah. all right i mean the dude he's got the busy for it yeah exactly um so all right so i have to ask clay this yeah uh um i have to ask clay this because shelby posted a photo of you watching it, looking shocked, and I said, "I wonder if it's the same moment I did that." Was it when Krasinski showed up as Mister yes. Fantastic? Ha -ha, me too. I, I just sat there. If you saw, my wife tweeted me just sitting <laughs> on the edge of my seat with my mouth open the entire <laughs> Illuminati scene, just watching Black Bolt and Reed and the Illuminati and Captain Marvel, and then them all fight, and then them all die. Yeah. You know, just all yeah. that whole scene. I'm just like watching it unfold, but. The it's blue like spaghetti reference is what uh, is referenced oh, to. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah, is what is what uh, Scarlet Witch does to Reed. 
yeah. And okay. uh, I've read some. I've read some notes also that the 616 Illuminati is starting to gather just based on things that have been <clears> said specifically in Shang-Chi where uh, it's uh, Banner and Captain Marvel and Wong have gathered to talk about things. They've, they've put those three together. That may be the beginning of the 616 Illuminati, which would keep Mark Ruffalo around for a lot longer. I know he's going to be in She-Hulk, so yeah, that's very I cool. Yeah, talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, you know, uh, pulling together the 616 Illuminati and then making Banner part of it seems interesting because he's, he's got control of it, but if he ever loses control, what would the Illuminati do? He's would a, we have a World War Hulk again? Yeah, Hulk is part of, is a big reason why the Illuminati had to kind of come together. Right. He's not the, only, he's not the first, well, he's not the original reason, but no. he's one of the reasons they had to come back. He's right? the reason that basically the Illuminati, well, no, I take it, he's not the main reason they came together. The big reason, they, they would have been around longer than that, but they were the big reason that basically made them known to the MCU. Actually, they shot him into space and he comes back and, you know, again, World War Earth. They, he's, he's like trying to exact revenge on them all. And that's when they're like, oh, yeah, we've been kind of pulling the strings yeah. behind the, you know. Yeah. I, who would, I mean, right now, the most powerful beings are who? Captain Marvel, Hulk. Technically, it, I guess technically it's Doctor Strange still. It's just Wong's kind of doing his well, own thing. In more, the no, I think, I mean, Wong technically is the Sorcerer Supreme. He's, He's a been Sorcerer the Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. I know he doesn't. So, Wong, so let's talk about Wong because Wong is having a moment. He was in Shang-Chi. He will maybe be in She-Hulk because last time we saw him, he was hanging out with Abomination in Shang-Chi. He's in this movie. So, like, it feels like he's the connecting thread between all these things that are being set up in fate. I'm surprised he didn't show up in Moon Knight. Uh, Sorry, slight spoiler, Josh. No Wong. (laughs) No Wong. (laughs) Uh, He's he's, my favorite. Yeah, he's he's so great, too. Benedict He's awesome. Um, Yeah, he's great in the role. And yeah, he's been around like for pretty much all the important stuff of the MCU so far. And he's like our he's like the constant now. It almost feels that way. So I think he would be uh, part of the Illuminati uh, where we able to get it. I mean, he he yeah. is in the MCU. He is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that he would be picked. Why do you put him that, as Sorcerer Supreme? I mean, Strange is there and Strange is now becoming more powerful no, but, now. But I mean, that's when Strange that's, disappeared. The MCU, yeah, that was that. We, we right, right, because Doctor Strange he fucked off to do something else, and well, I guess it's not. Didn't he snap them? Yeah, because Thanos. Snapped yeah, he snapped. Them. So he, he snapped them. So, so, so when he Wong. came back, Wong was Wong, Sorcerer Wong Supreme, first, which I, no, I think is a brilliant move. They were both gone with a snap. Neither one was around during no, the snap. No, Wong was Wong was Wong was Wong didn't get Wong disappeared. If I remember correctly, Wong also supposed to have disappeared too. I don't think he was around for that five years. Chad, let us know. Did Wong get snapped? That they don't uh, ever show him disappear, and they explain but, that he. But we don't ever see him there either. There's never they, never mentioned what in the five years is there a mention of a sorcerer supreme doing magic well, in, I mean, that, in, in doing No Way Home. In No Way Home, yeah. they say they explain it. That, oh, was uh, it? yeah, because he that's why he's sorcerer supreme. Oh, yeah, because he was gone <laughs> for five years, so he said that uh, that's how he took over. That's a bold bet, G in the chat. I bet you fifty. Actually, I'm willing to go with it. I'm willing to go with that, but we don't see the Illuminati. That'd be pretty funny, like. Kevin Feige is like, I gave you what you want and I'll leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> I, want the I gave them to you. I want the, the Great Lake Avengers. <laughs> quick, quick Google search. Yeah, Wong survived the snap and as a result, he became the Sorcerer well, Supreme. Well, you want to talk about the five years? You also heard that, like they've already, already mentioned, secret uh, invasion is going to happen during that five years period. Yeah. yeah. Right. That, that's kind yeah. of exciting to see and, and how it's weird that uh, uh, we're hearing secret invasion. I'm hearing secret wars talked about. Yeah. Uh, 
And Secret which Wars means, seems like the hardest and weirdest one to pull off, but that could which give also us... means Fury is going to be the scroll. He's not going to be Fury himself. Maybe. But, but he which... at the end of uh, he was he's snapped at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, which, but he's with in Secret space. Wars. He's in space. Yeah. No, no but I'm talking yeah. about Secret Invasion. He's in, he's he's one of the main members of Secret Invasion, but it's oh, oh, a scroll. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. let's let's be back to to the actual movie, and then we'll say our theory. I mean, look, we're gonna have plenty of weeks <clears throat> and months to talk about theories for sure. Uh, and yeah, we so still our... haven't touched on the incursions, which is also a big part of Secret Wars that Jonathan Hickman set up. Uh, but we can definitely discuss Oh, God, that. please. I would take the original Secret Wars over Hickman's. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, I'm not. I That's 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 a backhanded compliment for me. Just bear in mind. So yeah, um, the, the thing I keep thinking about with the with Hickman's Secret Wars, it, it had all these spinoffs that were kind of cool, you know, Planet Hulk and, and things like that, that you could do standalone. But would they ever do like a standalone movie that just had random characters playing similar versions of the characters they play in the MCU doing stuff. That just doesn't seem like a yeah, big money maker. That just seems yeah. like, like, like I, I, I look at all the spinoffs from secret wars and uh, uh, all the different titles they put together. And it just doesn't seem like it would make sense for them to play out that battle world <laughs> scenario. It's a long way off because there is no Dr. Doom in the MCU, right? Until you get right. a Dr. Doom, we're not going to be able to get uh we should well i'll say this we might but we shouldn't until we get a dr doom and that's just me yeah being a, a comics purist i'm, I'm with you i'm with this fucking villain ever yeah um, okay but is dr doom a tier one tier two tier three i mean like like i'm thinking of uh, a dr doom is a thanos level villain mm -hmm. but i also think that if you're introducing dr doom and the fantastic four you also have galactus annihilus you have a, a, a other bigger things I have a theory, and the theory is the Fantastic Four movie is going to tie into the Kang is the big bad for this series, yeah. right? And at the end, it's going to introduce Doctor Doom. Well, somebody mentioned I don't I don't know I didn't see this, but somebody mentioned that apparently in the movie and with the Illuminati that Reed is using some kind of device that Kang was using in Loki, and that that's yeah. interesting because they're related. If you think about it, K Kang mm -hmm. and Reed are related to multi throughout the whole thing. Right, so. right. No, it's like he's... The, uh, I read somewhere, and those of you who've seen it more than once, correct me, but I, I read somewhere that like the door that he enters into is a different colored door from the orange ones in uh, Loki. Right, that the oh, okay. uh, the time agency uses. Oh, I see. The yeah, the, yeah, because mm -hmm. the, the little thing that materializes yeah. them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, so is there different color time travel? Make the sure way there's different color magic and different color infinity stones. Make sure wonder. Depending on maybe one's time related, one's just space related, right? One's multiverse related. I've yeah. seen enough Doctor Who to know that you you can wrap that into one thing. So. Yeah. Um, so all right, so I've got I've got two quibbles about the movie. Sure. If I may. Quibble. Okay. One quibble is very minor, one quibble is very big. The minor quibble is why do you go to such lengths to set up this movie in No Way Home and then not use that movie to set up Doctor Strange 2 in the multiverse of madness? It seemed totally bizarre to me. Like you have a perfect setup for this movie where Doctor Strange did what he shouldn't have done and opened the multiverses. And then we go to this movie and it's just like, oh, that seemed to have happened in the past. Yeah. 
Well, what the they, hell? Announced, they announced we have Doctor Strange, Multiverse, and we have No Way Home because of Loki. Both those films are, Fabian even said that this is all set up because of what Loki and uh, she did in uh, his series. That, That's that, true. He's the first one yeah. to break the, yeah, he the, takes the, the Tesseract. Yeah. So all, all, all Strange did in No Way Home was kind of open the fact that, hey, now there is a multiverse. Now we're letting a little bit into our universe. And then it kind of gets expanded more in Doctor Strange. So everything's set up by Loki. And, and Loki well, technically set up what if. We have what if because of Loki. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's a good point. I guess it's just that the way that they narratively incorporate it into the movie is very much sort of just like a, a one-sentence write-off. Like, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know. It just it seemed uh, weird to me. We have a we have an interesting question. Uh, uh, Lego shout out. Um, Sylvia and Loki cre- did Sylvia and Loki create the multiverse, or did it always exist? Because Loki seemed to assert that the beginning of the multiverse. Uh, but if it was, how do people dream before that? I think I think, mm. and you guys can chime in. I think the multiverse always existed as far as this structure thing. But once the He Who Remains died. And the TVA lost control. I think that TVA is only for our universe. Oh, yeah. And there's multiple TVAs throughout the multiverse. So gotcha. once those branches started colliding, that's what. Yeah, and that's where I got. From, from what I got is to say I'm going to go with Kang. But basically, the the MCU has been, there's always been a multiverse. But they even mentioned in the first Doctor Strange. But what happened is I think Kang had basically sort of put like a wall or a bubble around our universe. And after what happened with uh, Loki and them killing Kang the wall broke down and the multiverse started infecting our universe again. So now it's a part of this whole larger group of uh, mm-hmm. kind of, again, part of the, the actual Marvel lineage of storytelling. But once again, Kevin Feige, we are available. <laughs> <laughs> we have great ideas, Kevin Feige, except again, my earlier idea about Sam Raimi directing Fantastic Four. Um, I, I want to take the supernatural world. I just want to control that and create a, an apocalyptic type get, event, like a, Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. And and tie everything together through that. Maybe I like these questions in the chat. Megan has really worked for it. Uh, am I crazy to think that America Chavez could be? No, she could definitely become one of the I, most powerful. She so, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Since since we're quibbling, I'll I'll use this Leonard Kim's question as a jumping off point. Look, I I love America Chavez. I like the way she. I think Sochita was great in the movie. I do wish at some points it does feel like. America is just kind of a plot She's, device as opposed to an actual character. Yeah, but so I wish and I hope powers I read about seem to even correlate to what she is like in the comic books. Like, no, the she... powers the powers are pretty straightforward from the comics. Yeah, it's just the 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 character she was uh, unfortunately she was more of like the uh, just like the plot device of like you know this is this is what the bad guy is trying to get her powers and stuff. So hopefully in the future. Because Leonard's right. I think she's one of the more powerful. Like the the fact that she's the only America Chavez in all the multiverse. Um, I think that's that, a really, really was cool. Was actually mentioned in there in the movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they meant they, they post in the movie that when you dream, you're actually seeing other versions of you in the multiverse, but oh. she doesn't dream. So that that implies that she she doesn't have a, a counterpart in the universe, in the multiverse, uh, which is a really cool detail. I like the I even like when the evil Doc Strange at the end says, "Like you ever have that dream where you feel like you're getting pushed off a building?" Well, that was me. That's me. Other yeah, Stevens, which is insane. But yeah, that, well, that's one of my quibbles too. That I think I feel like her character was not fully served, uh, but it was it was nice to see her for sure. And I think, like I said, I think the actors did a fantastic job. 
she was great. She was absolutely great. And I, I agree with you. She did kind of feel like, you know, the Chekhov's gun kind of yeah. thing. Her, however, yeah. however, I could see. Okay. So again, I'm purely speculating here, but if Kang, as we get from Loki, if the TVA and Kang are obsessed with multiversal, you know, movement, right. Then she becomes the figure that Kang has to most get control of, right? So oh, yeah. she, she becomes the reason the Young Avengers form, right? Mm -hmm. They need, they all need to work together to defeat Kang because Kang needs her, right? That would make sense. I mean, that, yeah, so. I see that. I think the only uh, the other thing I'll mention just real quick about her, like, I love that scene at the pizza shop where first of all how does this doc how does our how does the 616 doc strange not speak spanish but wong does that's great i know i know um, but yeah she like you know she she even calls him esta way which is like a very very casual thing for throw out there but it was really cool uh and then when they question about like because nobody remembers who peter parker is anymore right they just know they know about spider-man but they don't know who peter is and they're like, he shoots webs, and she has, does, she, does he shoot him out of his butt? And <laughs> I know, I love Wong that. And, and Steven, they're like, uh, I don't know, I don't think so. I don't know. Like, but but they don't for sure know, right? Because they don't know Peter or they don't right. remember Peter. Um, so that was great. Uh, and, and at the end, I think she's very smartly, like, I like her relationship overall with Doctor Strange, where uh, they kind of developed this shorthand. And from the beginning, they set up that. Uh, Stephen Strange would do whatever he needed to, including killing America and taking her power to protect it from, from the evil. But then mm -hmm. towards the end of the movie, that arc is fully realized where Strange trusts her enough to like figure out that she can do, she can defeat Wanda on her own. So, I, and I it's a, and it was like, it was once again, like in the previous Doctor Strange movie, it was yeah. a non violent fighting, it was like a not fight, really. To yeah. defeat the villain, like with the mommy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I love that as a callback because again, that's what's true to this to the MCU's Doctor Strange, right? Mm -hmm. To that universe's character. Is he won't go he won't always go to the logical extreme and do what's best for everyone versus you know so again, like in the first movie, he's sacrificing himself over and over again because you know he knows that's the one thing that will defeat. Dormammu, yeah. right? And in this one, he's like, no, I'm not going to kill her because all she needs is control over her powers. And so let's unlock that. Right. Um, Let me help her. Theory that I was reading. Right. Somebody was talking about how, like, and apparently from the first movie, that Dormammu is actually a variant of Strange who just kind of went all wacky and evil. Which if you think about it, he plays Dormammu himself, too, in the actual Ooh, movie. So I, I hope not for one I reason do. only, and only one reason. So now that I'll, I'll wait for it. So this is really the biggest spoiler in the movie, I would say, only because it's something that nobody knew about. So at the end, in the second end credit, in the first end credit scene, Clea shows up, played yeah. by Charlize Theron. Yeah. Clea is Dormammu's daughter, if I remember correctly, from the comics. And also is eventually her and Doctor Strange get married, their romantic oh, yeah. interest. So I would definitely not want Dormammu to okay. be a variant of Doctor Strange and then Clea be his daughter, and then she hooks up with a different variant of her dad. 
So oh. <laughs> let's, let's shut that theory down, that's a, right? That's a, that's not, I didn't come up with it. This was just a no, That's like the worst place for Clay to hop back on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I usually will recommend those kinds. Well, no, of no, no, no. I was saying there's, there's been a theory that uh, in, in Dormammu may be a different variant of Strange who went evil. Because if you think about, it, he plays Dormammu. <clears throat> Benedict plays Dormammu in the first film. Yeah, he voices. He voices. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch also voices. You know, you know, he likes to do the big voices like. Uh, small is it smog? Smog, yeah, yeah. Smog. Good yeah. omens, he does that too. And good omens, um, all right. So, here's my big quibble, and I really want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. My big quibble is I am still kind of torn on if they did Wanda wrong because if you think about where WandaVision ends and it picks back up here, actually goes so crazy. Yeah, I mean, she she's studying the Darkhold to find a way to get her kids, and they basic basically, Doctor Strange walks up and says, "Here's a way you, to get your kids, but we're supposed to protect her." And she's like, "Nah, I'm going to use that as a weapon, or or I'm going to use that to get what I want." Uh, right. And and so I don't. It, yeah, but it's weird she, because it's Scarlet Witch driving her character more she than leaves New Jersey on a good note with you know with Monica and everything, and then and granted, she's training with the the Black. The book but i mean there's nothing to indicate that she's going that down that really dark path well, i mean strange shows up and then she's kind of like she just goes all insane it's something i think I like something there's got to be something have, has had I, to happen i think the last the last scene definitely does at least it, even if it doesn't fully realize what what josh i, I completely agree with you i don't like it, it's a big leap but it at least does set up a platform at the end of wandavision that in credit scene where she's um I mean, we know she's a lot more powerful now because she's in her physical form and also her astral yeah. form is, is going through the dark hole. She does hear her kids. So now we know that she was just hearing because the theories were like, oh, she lists, she can hear her kids from hell or, or whatever. She says she dreams right. of them every night. Right. And now we know oh. why. Right now we know. Okay. All right. See, I'd time. forgotten that. I'd forgotten that, I, that I, line. I think there's enough <clears> there, which I, I love Scarlet Witch in the comics and I love her here. Like whether she's doing good stuff or bad stuff, like just her really i mean when she wrecked through all the illuminati oh man she wasn't even like fully powered wanda right because she's she's a dream walking with Mm -hmm. this other wanda which that's probably the most messed up part that she did right that she took over a different wanda from a different dimension uh and use her as a vessel that's probably the the most fucked up thing although cutting captain carter in half that's still pretty fucked up with the shield but it's classic Rainbow's right? head cave. I mean, thank you. Black Bolt blown his own brains out is kind of disturbing. Oh yeah. yeah. Black Bolt, I mean, that was, that's on that's on Doc on Reed Richards. Like, why you gotta give yeah. away the secret weapon, homie? Yeah, and that's and he's supposed to be the smartest man in that universe, and he's just like, <laughs> here's our secret weapon, his voice. I I think maybe the Illuminati didn't know how powerful Wanda could be, and that's the only reason I could think of like why they took her so I, I I guess what she caught them off of guard so like you know by surprise so hard because they yeah. didn't really know how powerful the other the six one six version of Wanda compared to the um what is it eight three two or whatever yeah why is that embedded in my brain I don't know yeah. but somehow that I can't remember in. how to do my taxes but I fucking <laughs> yeah know exactly exactly um so, I I. I I will say, like, again, I've gone back and forth on, on all this, and I kind of forgotten some of the nuances at the end of 
WandaVision. I probably should have gone back and rewatched it before the movie. But but but, but anybody that does see something an issues with that, like I completely understand that. Like it doesn't. It's not like it's not like they're just taking their own leap. Like I think there's valid points to be made for for either argument and and how you kind of perceive the movie. Um, well, I, I I've kind of rectified it in my brain because I, I like to compartmentalize things. Is WandaVision is about her. coming to terms with the grief around vision and it introduces her as a mother. And so this film is about her realizing she never really got to experience being a mother and knowing her kids are still alive. Because again, like throughout the whole movie, you're like, why is she not trying to get vision back? Well, she's dealt with that right now. She's trying to get her kids back. So um, regardless of anything, I just, I will firmly go on record now that Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Wanda slash Scarlet Witch is the best, most realized character in all the MCU. She is fantastic. And someone said in chat, yeah, give me more of her because she is just her arc playing that character is just brilliant and beautiful. It's so good. Well, look at her range. She's able to pull off sitcom to just these horrific scenes of murder where you're yeah. just terrified of her and all she's doing is looking at everyone and then snaps professor x's you know your childhood uh, yeah. uh cartoon <laughs> oh icon just snaps yeah in neck in front of He's, you and another, one, like, another one of my favorite things with her uh when she's attacking the camaraderie and they're all holding up the shields and then she realizes she can't yeah. just get in by force and she starts looking through their minds right and wants like strengthen your mind, They're, like really cool. And then Sam Raimi does this really good because he's a fantastic horror director. She just appears behind some one of them and whispers, "Run!" And that's yeah. it. Like, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, it's right? so good. Just a little bit of doubt. Amazing. Yeah, just mm-hmm. amazing. That's yeah. all it took. And yeah, Wanda's great. And you know, um, I I I do like that. The, the battle with Xavier was more of a mental thing, but even then, like, it's still no match for her power. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't wonder really. I think she may be the, the most powerful being in the MCU at the moment, like, that we've seen so far. At least Earth-based, well, maybe. Until they, until um, they introduce Franklin. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, and, and when she tell, when she tells Frank, like, uh, Richard's like, you have kids. And then he explains that he has a wife and a kids, and she's like, "Oh, good. At least your kids won't be left alone." And then, yeah, oh, God, that was rough. And then so she rough. just runs him through the strainer and just spaghetti yeah. everywhere. Uh, I did read online a uh, really fun fact that uh, Elizabeth Olsen never met ne- never met any of the actors that played the Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, that's why she was able to pass a lie detector test. Uh, that if she had ever met John Krasinski, and she literally said no. Uh, okay, so we do have a comment from uh, Legoland, uh, which great to hear other points of view. I just hate how they did Wanda dirty. They could have told a very similar story without having her go bad. It wasn't essential. Sometimes the source material should be modernized. Uh, that's completely fair. I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. I don't know um, if she's bad. I mean, she just is trying to get what she wants. And and she points out to Dr. Strange, like, he messed with the timeline he did, and he seemed as, as a hero. She's just trying to save two kids. I, I think if she hadn't taken over a different Wanda, yeah. then I, I could agree more with your point. But, but yeah, I think 
I think taking somebody's agency in a different multiverse, it's pretty fucked up. Regardless, and then killing five yeah. or six other people, and then that kind of takes you. That kind of crosses a boundary where you you kind of go from being. But we do see Professor X go into her mind. We see that Wanda is being suppressed and being put back into essentially what is her childhood trauma so that the Scarlet Witch can control her body. I mean, yeah. she's under yeah. rubble and she can't get out and he can't even pull her out. Or that was a, a, a neat setup by Scarlet Witch just to pull him into her mind and then kill we him. We don't know that. Trap. Yeah. That we don't know. Um, so, um, Legoland's next point, which I think is very good. Uh, I, I do think the heel turn is out of character. Every movie, plus for a whole show, she does something bad and feels guilty and does her best to make amends. Where's the growth? I agree with you, except that's also basically the construct of this movie, right? At the very end, she has that guilt moment and she does what's right to make amends. So it's like, I, I know I'm still torn on it because yeah. she's dealt with a, a, a weird kind of loss though, because she's been in love with a robot that has died twice in front of her. You know, it's mm -hmm. weird stuff that you can't really process. You just kind of have to go, what is loss like? What would loss be like times two? And then you yeah. multiply it by her kids and that well, she is so alone. She has nobody. Not even that. Yeah. Think about her childhood. I mean, she's grew up in a fucking war torn land. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. almost buried alive. You know, she gets taken by Hydra and they manipulate her into giving her like these powers from a stone. And then, you know, and then it just, it just, it, it, every time she seems to find a little bit of happiness or good, it just gets ripped away yeah. from her and just, you she know, lost, her whole reality loses her brother. Yeah. yeah. And it's all violent. You know, mm -hmm. it's like Quicksilver dies violently. Vision dies violently because of her and then because of Thanos. Mm -hmm. And then her kids are just gone. Like all she hears is their voice and she dreams of them every night. I mean, that's yeah. just got to be horrific. And she's the strongest person. I mean, people, the Avengers are scared of her. A vision's the only one who would be with her. And she can even sense that fear. Yeah. 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 It's good. But nobody see, seems to be scared of Dr. Strange and he's one of the most powerful too. See, that's the other thing is it's weird. It's like they treat her differently than they treat him. But he obviously can go bad in a lot of different dimensions. Yeah. Well, how is, well, how is no one? How is no one? How powerful she is. I mean, it wasn't until a uh, fucking uh, was it a uh, House of M you realize, oh, she can convert reality. No more mutants. You know, it's like it's because she goes through all this. Shit. And then after, like, was it twelve years later? They have the thing where basically the uh, they get they they're fighting uh, onslaught and other and the guy and the heroes become evil. They hear the the villains become good, and she does this whole thing where she's like, you know, I'm gonna like, you know. And, it's they don't realize the extreme of her power levels, you know. I mean, she's below mm -hmm. Franklin, you know, and then so now this is just kind of showing like she's not just a telepath, she's a master of all reality and, and you know, and chaotic magic. So it's a whole new yeah. level people don't understand. I'll bring back Winterkin's question in a minute. I just want to show this. Yeah, I had the same thought well, there. They go in, wreck the Ultron bots pretty like she just obliterates any Ultron bot. Um, but does she not associate those also with? vision right like yeah, it seems like i mean that's a complicated yeah it's it's really it's metaphor really weird. Um, yeah but i, I do i want to go back to well, uh, learner kim's point yeah so if the dark if the dark hole corrupted one that you know turned to evil it should do the same for strange yeah. and i think they planted the seeds for that right they, with that weird cgi creepy eye Did in I? the middle of its forehead at the end of the movie so oh so creepy. <laughs> oh so, but, but are y'all reading uh dr strange <laughs> the, the strange the <coughs> yeah like i just i just finished uh, jason aaron's run where he gives him the third eye oh, and it's yeah. all chris bocciolo art so the 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 perspective is he sees every level of magic in the world yeah, he sees yeah. like 
things that are uh, attacking people that is just like uh, depression and all these different sicknesses that these uh, uh, characters that are floating around us that we can't see yeah. that he can see. So like the next movie, I'm wondering if they're going to adapt that third eye into him seeing different versions or different uh, levels of magic in front of us. Uh, the, yeah. the, I, I think the Jason that... Aaron run does, does take away magic for a while. And Baron Mordor is one of the few people that has a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. <laughs> that was another thing that when, when both Mordor and, uh, and Strange falling that that weird pit <clears throat> moat thing it, that they have. Yeah, Strange is able to get out because the uh, the cloak comes to get him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but, no, 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 no. He actually he like he like parkours up the yeah, side it, after it, hitting. Isn't Mortal wearing the boots of uh? Yeah. Why didn't <laughs> yes. he parkour up? Uh, I know. Up I know. It's uh. It, that whole scene is kind of weird because I'm also sitting there thinking, wait, they seem to have this pit in the room so that people that walk in can't get to the Illuminati. Yeah. You can fly. Like, what are they? What, what exactly are they protecting against here? That's well, so. they had the, they had the handcuffs that that oh uh, true power but, suppressors, and then when he yeah. switches it, puts it on uh, uh, Mordor that, and they fight. That that was pretty cool. I, I don't want to go full <laughs> cinema sins on on this movie, but I mean, it's just funny, right? Like it's those things that happen when when you make a comic book movie. Like sometimes logic has to be kept at bay uh, yeah. a little bit. Now. I have one question, and maybe we can leave this as a question for the episode, um, and then we can keep talking about the movie. There are seven seats in the in the room because uh, because Charles brings his own, uh, but overall there's seven <laughs> members. So we don't we never find out who the other member is that's not currently there. Do they uh, not say? I, no, I thought they only, said someone wasn't meet, there. We only meet six of the Illuminati, right? But there are there's an empty chair at the end. Um, and it, we know it's not Strange's chair because he was replaced by Mordo, right? Um, which the 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 scene where they kill eight three eight Strange, I was like, oh, this is finally yeah. some really good inhuman shit happening. Like he just whispers, "I'm so sorry." I'm so Black sorry. Bolt, I know that was great. Black, having Black Bolt do it, like, no oh, man, really good stuff. I'm glad Anson. That's Mount just the right it. amount of Inhumans we need. Yeah, Anson Mount getting his a bit of redemption for that. Awful yeah, exactly. I didn't exactly. Even, if I don't watch the show, that's how bad it is that I don't even hey, want to watch it. I at least gave it a shot. <laughs> no, me too. I, I checked out episode one and I was like, no, no, I checked the whole good. series. I watched oh, really? Oh my yeah. God, Kyle. You poor bastard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know, I, I wanted to give it a shot. I, I just, at the time, nobody really knew what was going to happen. So I just, I wanted to go through and just at least. The, the, I have a, a question, chance. and this is not related to that. Does, does Karnak ever get his powers back? Because he has really cool yes. powers, but they get yes. taken yes. away. Yes. Now, the, yeah, he gets it back. Head. It's, his whole thing is more of a mental thing. It's not, it's, he doesn't really have his powers taken away. It's just, he has like a mental, like, issue, like concussion that's kind yeah, of. Yeah, he gets taken from doing, doing the art, art, the geometry he needs to actually make like the cracks and dents. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I actually love the comic book version that they did in the movie more than the tv version like i love the suit and the oh, and God, the, yeah. the the four guys sometimes have been in the tv shirt it should have been him with that full yeah things thing. sometimes need to look goofy as shit because that's what we want to see right even if yeah there's space the royalty you know you gotta do, make up weird rules do you guys remember and this is uh, again off topic but at the end of the wolverine the second wolverine movie that they that uh i think it was he gets the yellow suit yeah, and then yeah. we were like, finally, we're going to get the yellow suit nope. in the next movie. And then we got Logan instead, which is also a masterpiece, but not the yellow suit, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I hope they someday tell those stories, you know, but we're not going to have Hugh Jackman to tell them. Well, no, 
we already they're already announced they're they're, made, they're working on an Inhumans uh TV series for Disney Plus. Yeah, that's what, you take away their powers because you can't afford them. That's why they also cut Disney Plus, and, hair. If they go that, if they decide to go the, continue going the same direction they went with Anthem Mount in the movie, and they make a TV series for Disney Plus, I think we might actually get the Inhumans we should have got that was on the bastardization that was on uh, ABC. You know, well, we'll, ABC, we'll see. So. Anthem Mount is busy doing Star Trek stuff. So yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, well, yeah, I know they're he'll, trying he'll hard in the comics because there's an Inhumans Eternal X Men crossover right now. Yep. And it, uh, that just seems it, like no, 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 it's Eternals, Avengers, X Men, Avengers, X Men, yeah. yeah. So, in, in humans haven't been seen for a while in the comics, which is worrisome for Inhumans fans. That's really um, bad when your TV show obliterates the comic. So, we'll see. I like that Marvel's like, oh, screw you, Fox, we'll stop printing uh, X Men, we'll, yeah. or we'll stop printing, you know, these comics, we'll just make the Inhumans the X Men. And that didn't that did not work out. Um, nope, nope. All right, uh, but then I mean, but then but then Fox screwed that pooch by making terrible X Men movies and terrible Fantastic Four movies. So it's like it, it uh, wasn't so much that they were terrible movies; it's just that they call them weird names. They should not yeah. call them the names that they think they did. Fan Force. So all right, <laughs> Fan So can I go on two quick rants? Yes. Go for okay. It. The first one's not really a rant. It's just uh, uh, I, I want to throw props to some of the um, kind of set design of this movie. Did anyone else notice? I love this personally. At the very beginning, when you get Spanish Doctor Strange, right? And yeah. um, and uh, and um, America Chavez, when they're trying to get the book, the set of the book looks like it's from the ancient Maya. And then yeah. later on when they go, it's a very different, like kind of like, you know, European fantasy sort of thing. I just, I, I like that nod that like in different universes, the set design of it changes. I, I want to play off of Josh's comment here. And, and the fact, and this is where I want to know when we're going to get this certain character. So, you know, Wong tells her that the books at Ma Mount Wondergo or when, when, when yeah. Where's the yeah. high evolutionary? Oh yeah. Well, Maybe you've been seeing some of those uh, photos from the set of Guardians Three. You may have your answer. Uh, that's all I'll say. It. So go okay. Google it if you Damn. want. Damn! All right. Um, yeah, so isn't we, it? We do see I, I, a, a man with the head of a rabbit and <laughs> a man a with rabbit. the head of a uh, warthog. So you know, you make that which. Isn't the guy who's playing get... high evolutionary? Wasn't he in Peacemaker? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't just know. wanted to see if the casting give, was give it a give it a Google uh, Kyle once we get off the show because oh. I think you'll be I think you'll be surprised. Plus, I know surprised. I know we're officially getting Adam Warlock, so that's that's at least yeah. one plus. Yeah, who's playing so, him? Do we oh, know? It's the guy from it's the guy from uh, We're the Millers, the kid. Oh, oh that's right, that's right, good. man. That that dude's everywhere these yeah, days. Yeah, um, he did band. All right, so yeah. Well, and he did the dope sick too, didn't he? Yeah. On Hulu. Um, all right. Here's Sorry. my rant. Your other rant, yes. My big rant. So this movie finally cemented for me a problem I've been having with yeah, thank you. With the MCU since its inception. Can I can I take a quick guess? Sure. Is it the required homework before the movies? No, it's not. Okay. It's not, actually. No. Okay. It is the fact that so many of the movies have had really, really good composers for the scores. Oh, right. Yeah. Alan Silvestri on cap. Uh, you got uh, Danny Elfman on this one, right? Tons of really good composers. Name to me a single score that stands out to you from any of the MCU movies. 
Oh man, like Tony's oh. death, uh, the Avengers theme. Avengers Tyler, the Avengers Tyler Bates does the Guardians theme. Okay, so Just maybe maybe the Avengers of, theme. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? All of us in our brains right now, if I go Danny Elfman Batman, if I go yeah. Superman theme, if I go, you know, like these are iconic themes mm-hmm. that that resonate, stick with us. And honestly, sorry, Danny, the only good thing to come out of Man of Steel is that score. Um, Wait, but, me or Elfman? Are you talking about, you say sorry to me or Elfman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, Danny so, Elfman's a regular viewer. Yeah, exactly. Back and I just grabbed a water. That's right. <laughs> so my complaint about the MCU is that I feel like, and I don't know if it's a conscious decision that they often just want the scores to be sort of background fodder. But like, I, I, as you guys know, I was kind of hyped because I'm like Danny Elfman doing this. I'm going to get like the Mondo vinyl. Well, I played the soundtrack on, on um, Spotify and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't really care for any of this. I mean, it's not a bad score. No, it's just, everything is just sort of like, land when it comes to I, scores and i feel like they're just missing opportunities they had less movies but i think the disney uh, sorry disney, the dcu universe soundtracks have better scores than the marvel ones i totally agree i completely agree and i do not like those movies o- outside um, of the outside of the guardians but those aren't necessarily scores we're getting those are the fucking soundtracks that james gunner putting together and again yeah exactly right I would say, josh the 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 vinyl might be worth getting if only if it contains the the music battle at the end. Right. And th- well, all right. We haven't even talked about that yet, but <laughs> I, so that was, that was a thing that was done in the reshoots apparently. And oh, really that makes more sense. Then. It, it, really? It, cause it, we, cause, cause we left no, and my it, wife, my wife was like, what was up with the weird out of nowhere music battle scene? I'm like, I know. She's like, is that even their powers? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what happened. So I, I really love that. It was, I thought it was so cool. And it's like the most fucking Sam Raimi thing to do. Other yeah, than that's like, true. Know, yeah. Other than blowing somebody's head off or something. It's like, I thought the most Sam Raimi thing was having a character inhabit a dead body of that character and then have yeah. that character yeah, yeah, be yeah, like true. the, 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 the primary character at the end. That was so wild. Yeah, okay. Green Reaper point. Uh, Marvel scores are less about first music and more about the little scene. things in the first few notes of the character. Yeah. But even, but even like, I can't think of a single character's theme is the problem. Like, does Cap have an iconic theme? Does Iron Man have an iconic theme? Like, right. I can't. And, and you get that from the DC movies, right? Like, you know, Snyder used this to get a... Or, Maybe Zimmer used it to get effect in uh, Batman v Superman and in Justice League. When Wonder Woman shows up, you get her theme, right? You get these, yeah. and there's a term for it in music. I forget what it is, but I, I feel like the MCU doesn't have any, like, it's just so the kind of thing you, that boggles my mind. So do you feel that the best music that was used in Doctor Strange number two uh, was the uh, uh, music for the X-Men animated <laughs> series? Because it actually fit. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Like it kind of, and and that's from the '90s cartoon. I mean, it's just like it. I'm I'm constantly surprised. Like the movies come out, and I think it hit me most with Cap because I went into the first Avenger thinking, okay, this is the guy that directed the Rocketeer, and I love the Rocketeer, and that has one of the best scores of a movie, hands down, ever. Oh yeah, right, ever. 
And it wasn't James Horner doing the score, but I was still like, okay, this is going to be great. And I walked in the movie like, I don't remember the music. Like, what the hell was happening there, right? And I've played it on Spotify before. I played a lot of the MCU soundtracks on, Sp on Spotify, and they just all feel really bland. Even down to the fact that I have played the Marvel's Avengers game soundtrack, and it's amazing. It oh, is yeah. frankly what the Avengers movie score should have been. It's just I don't know. I find it very weird. Yeah, I think Cap I has have... a little valid when he when he dances with Peggy, but that's also just a song. It's not really like right. But yeah. I, definitely... I have one Marvel score on vinyl, and that's and I wish I had the second one, but I only have Daredevil on record. Oh and, yeah, and, oh, yeah, I've got. And, and I, oh. wish I, I wish I'd gotten. I, I thought I had. I forgot it. What was the Defenders? I thought the Defenders had a, had a freaking phenomenal soundtrack too. And yeah, now I, I do have that we... Mondo album. Yeah, but here again, the Netflix shows have great soundtracks. Like I think of like Marco Polo. Yes. I think of The Witcher. I think of like those. And to me, that's more because those are not in my mind MCU things. I mean, they will be eventually, right? Because well, we they know are now. Bring back Daredevil, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But like the MCU specifically, I don't know. I'm just I'm a big I'm a big score person. I like scores oh. of movies. I have friends that give me grief because I buy soundtracks more than I buy like actual like like artist albums. Oh, same. Yeah, absolute same. So, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm seeing um, Grim Reaper in the chat kind of go to bat for them. And so I'll, I'll go back and re-listen to them. But I just, I just find it weird oh, that we have yeah. this expansive universe of Marvel movies and no scores that seemed, to me at least, to seem iconic. I, I agree, Josh, because I have a, in my in my Apple Music, I have a playlist of scores mm. uh, for, for reading, like when I'm reading comics and stuff. Very little Marvel stuff, but there's plenty of DC stuff. Like, so, yeah, um, I do. I do want to wrangle us back to try to close. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> so let's let's. I do love one of. The, let's talk about the last fight with with the evil Doctor Strange. I forget what he's called. Um, because they all have their little names, so they can put out a toy. Uh, but <laughs> I like that Sam Raimi's like, if I show you a cadaver in the first act of the film, we're gonna bring it back at the end of the movie. Is it is it Raimi's cadaver is the same? Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do, I do like how. I mean, that was honestly dark at the beginning. Like, oh god, we're just looking at dead Doctor Strange. This is uh, well, this like, is a little unsettling. The implication that he may have other bodies just buried throughout, like Greenwich, <laughs> yeah. the Green Village, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but in in the trailers, when we saw an image of uh, Strange with the with the little cape of like those ghouls or whatever they are, like the souls, like I was like, is that nightmare? Is that like are we getting nightmare in here? But it it wasn't. It was just zombie Strange with uh, whatever. I, I don't want to call them deadites because they're not. But I mean, that is just the coolest just, look right there. Of yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. I, know. I love it. Christine had to remind them like, uh, Hey, you're the, you control the spirits by the way. Um, and I guess here's a little bit, uh, Oh, here we, we have, yeah. Right. Remy's check off. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Drum, check off drums of the drums of the serpent. Yeah. He corrected my check gun comment from earlier. Right. So, <laughs> um, so, but what? What? Did, so, you guys? Did you guys enjoy the fight at the end? The the music, the musical battle, and no, Josh. Yeah, I didn't. Fight? It just, it just, it felt so out, like out of left field. I mean, it, it was a cool concept, but it just, I don't know. It just, it felt really out of nowhere. Like, why would, why would these two Doctor Strange fight over music? I, I don't know. It's like, 
that's what was uh, available to them at the time. <laughs> True. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're at a good point to kind of start drawing conclusions, and there's probably a lot more. <laughs> yeah, like a like, good comment. Uh, no corpses were wasted in the making of this Raimi film. <laughs> I was talking to some friends and they told me like the plot of Revenge of the Sith is very similar to Wanda's motivations. Like Anakin's motivations are very similar to Wanda's yeah. motivations. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, <laughs> but but I can definitely see the parallels and there's probably somebody out there with a, with a whole essay telling us why. Um, but overall... Um, I really like this movie. I really enjoyed it. I want to talk about the first end credit scene and the implications of the future of Doctor Strange. Uh, but I don't want to not talk about the second end credit scene where we see <laughs> Bruce Campbell finally, after being spelled uh, for a couple of weeks to hit himself, uh, Bruce Campbell plays a, a pizza ball salesman, uh, on pizza the street, ball. a street vendor. Um, Sounds and- gross. What? No, those look amazing. I want a pizza ball. I do not I want a pizza ball. I shouldn't eat a pizza ball, but I would. Look <laughs> you know, if there was no health implications, I would probably try the pizza ball. Um, I I only liked the second in credit scene because it kind of made up for how lackluster his cameo was in the mm-hmm. film itself. Like, I just I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it a good yeah. use of him. But then throwing him back in at the end was, I thought really great. And it plays with the whole idea of in the, you know, um, requisite pre uh, in credit scenes, you know, that these movies have to have. I like Raimi kind of likes snubbing his nose at it. It's so very similar to the first Spider-Man uh, movie. I was thinking that Ash too. Yeah. Cool. Like, shows up. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, patience, you know, it's about patience and yeah. So. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Yeah. But so so at the at the end we have a uh, you know we we do see Doc Strange there are consequences at least for now for using the dark hold uh, <coughs> even if it's for for a limited time uh but then Clea shows up which it was probably Marvel's best guarded secret yeah it was yeah i agree cuz Charlize Theron showing up as Clea like that was not in my bingo card for 2022 yeah. <laughs> uh, but it makes so a member of the past family. Yeah, after, after I saw that, I was like, "It makes sense because the comics have pivoted over to Clea being the Sorcerer Supreme on Earth, right?" If you're not yeah. reading, go read, go read the Strange book. Strange. I think it's really great. Um, so yeah, it's uh, really good. Hold on, let's see. Uh, Grim Reaper says, and the fact that Bruce gets punched by himself in at least one other Sam Raimi movie. <laughs> <laughs> do, do what you're good at. Exactly. Listen, as long as Sam Raimi's making films, Bruce Campbell will be in them. Yes. And the world's better for it every yeah, time. Really. <laughs> um, but do you guys have any last thoughts or you know, theories or where where are we going with Strange? Like what would you like to see in the next movie? Um I, I feel I, like the Jason Aaron run that I just finished is heavily gonna I don't know. I don't know why, but because I know they're using uh, Love and Thunder in the next Thor. Mm-hmm. His strange is very, like, I don't know. Like, I'm reading, like, all of Jason Aaron's Thor, and it's, like, cinematic and widescreen, and the art's unbelievable. And then his Doctor Strange is more compact and kind of mm-hmm. just this weird world. I mean, like, if it was a film, I think it would be, like, a Terry Gilliam film. It's just everything in the background draws your eye more than what's in the foreground. 
there are many layers to what you're looking at. Do you, do you think the conflict and the reason Kalia needs Doc Strange is because something's killing the magic in the dark dimension, and that's why she needs him? Yeah, I think we've seen dark. We've seen uh, the dark dimension magic in Moon Knight. Harrow uses it with. Uh, it's all the purple magic, and I believe yeah. the purple magic is also what Agatha has in WandaVision. So they're yep. drawing magic mm. from a dimension that I think is going to come looking for them, or it's going to have consequences for what they're doing, and they haven't realized that yet. So uh, I think there's something that will come for Agatha because uh, she's pretty powerful. She seems to be one of the more powerful or the most powerful witch next to Scarlet Witch in mm -hmm. MCU magic. We just don't have that many other magic characters to compare yet. That's true. And, and, and it's really, we haven't had a barometer to see how powerful Wong is either. Yeah, I mean, there's mm. really no, she's kind of the bar, right? Yeah, and Wong has pretty much maintained the, uh, uh, he's, defended the sanctum sanctorum he's he's brought he, he during the portals he brought everyone he could from all the uh um uh, different places around the world all the different warlocks and stuff like there's there's a level of power we don't know about wong that i'm curious to see and yeah. we might see that in the third film i know it, his arc in uh jason Aaron's run is they hire a librarian because what happens is as magic starts to dis disappear, someone's destroying the books. There's a dimension where this character is created. That's made of pure science and he is the best strongest. And so he wants to destroy everything that, that is magic. And, yep. and uh, there are other weird shit. Like there's a character that's made up of all the Dr. Strange sadness and despair that's just this giant black creature with like teeth and eyes and just a kind of a mannequin face that comes out to talk. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of weird, like I really, really dig Jason Aaron digging into Dr. Strange, taking away magic and then making him just a character and trying to deal with this shit. I, I will say I hadn't really thought about it until <clears throat> I saw you on the, until I saw you on the notes, put that you read both of those things together. <clears throat> it's funny that, his magic story is like somebody's destroying all the magic. His god story is somebody's killing all the gods. So like Aaron <laughs> likes to go to those extremes. Uh, but well, yeah. he slips away who the character is and yeah. then tells you who. I mean, like you know, in Thor, he does it on three different levels. He takes a young Thor, Avengers Thor, and old Thor, and tells you who they are at that moment. So when he strips away the magic of Doctor Strange, he's telling you what, what can Doctor Strange do when he doesn't have magic. Or right. he just has mm. so little, uh, what can he do with it to make it better? Surgery. He can perform surgery. Well, <laughs> no, he can't. Well, well in, in, in the comics, his hands are healed, time. so he can't. Oh, oh right. Okay. It's not his first time without being magic. I mean, there was a time during, like, the new Avengers run where he became a new Avenger, and he was and Brother Voodoo became the new Sorcerer Supreme because he was mm -hmm. limited to the magic he'd do. He's more like, just a little, he could do little spells and kind of martial arts, you know, and that, you know, during that time. So they've explored yeah, yeah. that realm of him not being the Sorcerer Supreme before. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else? Otherwise, we're going to close out the, the talk for Doc Strange. We will keep talking about some of the stuff. But uh, for the audio listeners, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast as you're listening to this. If you want to watch the full version of the show where we talk about comics and TV and movies and stuff we've been watching and all that stuff, uh, go check it out on our YouTube channel, Next Issue Podcast. Uh, just put in that on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. 
Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.